0: another episode of teachers talk film episode number four they're going by pretty quickly um but yeah this is the fourth episode glad to be back Mitchell Maine here um with my co-host Pete Ray Mr. Ray um Ray legend whatever you might call him Mr. Ray how's it going uh it's
1: going pretty good uh Ray Legend, I've never heard that one before, but I'll take it. I'll take it.
0: Could be a potential wrestler name. We'll get there. We'll cycle back to it. <laughs> Give uh, me a quick week update, though. Quick week update. How are things going?
1: Week update. Uh, things are going well. Uh, we talked spring break on the last last pod, so yeah, we're we're back in action. Um, this is this is a good life talk uh constantly we are being asked to just do things whether we know how to do them or not uh so i got asked to like i coach basketball um coach basketball for a while i love it it's awesome uh i got asked to coach track out of nowhere (laughs) um spring sports in high school i played baseball uh so track is uh not my expertise but you know what I have uh I know how to run. I know how to run. I know how to jump. Um, I know how to throw a metal ball through the air. Uh so I, I'm not too worried. I think I, you know, day one was today, and I think I figured it out. So
0: just give us a quick little day one update. What were where were you? Were you on the track? The shot put, I don't do you call that a field? What is it?
1: Yeah. So we've got the you've got your your track events and you've got your field events. I just learned this today. I, I had to ask, what is a field event? <laughs> uh, which is basically anything that's not on the track. So your shot, put, your, your, uh, your long jump, your high jump. So I was just kind of rolling around, uh, watched some kids do some hurdles, some high jump. Yeah. I was just, I was learning as they were learning, which was, which was cool.
0: And so, are you just like overseeing all events, or is there one that you're going to specialize in? What What's the vision? You know, it's.
1: I think it's impossible for me to specialize because <laughs> I have no specialty.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, so, no, I I am just the uh, I I am the uh, the master. Well, it, oh, we're back to our phrases again. I am a jack of all trades, master of none. I know I got that one right.
0: That's what teaching is, honestly, dude. You just yeah. you do a bunch of little things. Um, you'll Yeah, you throw a bunch of things at a wall and some things stick. And I think in a few years, we're going to see um, Ray Legend at the Summer Olympics doing shot put.
1: <laughs> you know uh that would be quite the rise quite the rise but a- anything can happen it's either uh this podcast gets like millions of listeners or i'm at the olympics shot putting it's one of those things and if neither of those pan out i'm i have, who knows where i'll be
0: ttf nation stay tuned you'll uh you'll see the trajectory of ray legend um i wanted to ask you really quickly my experience with track and field is little to none. I didn't do it, but it's it's my, from my perception that like kids who do track, there's no middle ground. They're either elite or they're just there just to be there. Is that kind of synonymous with your yes. experience?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I remember in high school, like I had friends who did track. And that's how it was. You had the ones who were setting the records, and the ones who were out there, pretty much just to hang out. Uh, and I, yeah, I would say that that's what I saw today. And I think both of those are fantastic. You're outside doing something, even if you don't, you're not great at it. Who cares, man? You're jumping through the air into a pit of sand. Anybody can do that. Do it.
0: I, I love it. I love it. It. A lot of kids were saying like oh, it keeps me in shape for football or something. It's like, as long as you're doing something, I feel yeah. like, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, um, um, yeah. no yeah. experience yeah. with track. All right, all how's stuff. you been? What's been going on? I've been doing good, dude. I, um, it's been a busy week with um, some extracurricular things with the school, um, finding new people to come into the school. Um, things like that. Um, I'm hosting an AP Saturday session this Saturday, so um, for AP Lang, getting kids ready for that. I have honestly been looking forward to recording this episode because I'm really, really excited about this one, Um, but we're going to get into that in a second. Before this week even started, Sunday night, and by the time this episode comes out, this is going to be old news. Right. But Sunday night, something happened. And we can call it whatever you want to call it, but it's the slap heard around the world. I don't need to say anything else, but it involves a Will Smith and a Chris Rock and a Jada Pinkett Smith. Um, We don't need to get too into it, but just give me give me your thoughts, your elevator thoughts.
1: Um, I have two thoughts. And like you said, this will be this will be very old news by the time this comes out, but uh, who knows? maybe something interesting will have happened by then. my my first thought is anybody, anybody who was watching it live and thought it was fake, you're crazy because literally the second that they put that camera on Will Smith and blurred out what he was saying and then, they they un like did the sound and then we could hear Chris Rock again that place was dead silent it was I felt it was hard for me to watch sitting on my couch at you home. were watching it live like, just the oh yeah I was I love watching the Oscars man gotta watch the Oscars um I I I really, this is weird. I I love pretty much any award show. I don't know why. I have no idea. I literally don't care about the speeches. I don't care about any of that. Something about award shows, man. I, I just like watching them. And so the Oscars, it's about movies. You know I'm in. But no, anybody who saw the extended clip of the slap and then the walk back and then the screaming, there's no way you could think that that was fake. It's impossible. It was so awkward. It was hard to watch.
0: Yeah, so I My... didn't watch it live. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I didn't watch it live, and so I'm kind of opposite of you. I thought it was a bit. Like, I thought they were joking. No because, way, man. I mean, if I'm looking at it first glance, I might think differently, but I was able to like sit with it on Twitter and like watch it multiple times in a row. It seemed like I think it just seemed fake because it was so far from the norm, especially with like and this kind of gets into unbelievable. My opinion, but yeah, like if Chris Rock is making jokes on a stage, you just let him make jokes on a stage and take those jokes for what they are. <laughs> They're jokes. And obviously it was hurtful and it shouldn't have Agreed. been said. But I mean, something's got to give.
1: Um Yes, and this leads to my second point. You, you never go up on stage. If you're not the guy or you're not Taylor Swift receiving the I'm going to let you
0: finish. I'm going <laughs> to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. But I just had the best point of all time. <laughs> uh,
1: th- this was, I, I maybe got to this, this point maybe 10 minutes after it happened of just Kanye is off the hook. <laughs> Kanye is fine. He does not have the worst moment of all time now, because oh man, like uh, it's what Will Smith did. I think is is so 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 much worse. He physically assaulted someone. Yeah, oh, um, without a doubt. So yeah, no excuses for Kanye West. What he did was bad. You can't do that to T Swizz. But man, when we rank the uh, weird things that have happened at award shows we have a new number one. So I, I, I thank Will Smith for uh, get my guy Kanye off the hook. Yeah.
0: I, I like how he um, was still exempt in your mind though. Like Kanye can do it, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree though. Yeah, it was just totally uncalled for. And am I still gonna love Will Smith in movies? Absolutely. Um, I think he handled it well. Like literally five minutes after, the slap he goes on stage and he talks about because i think it was for his best actor uh speech he talks about like how he played a guy who was um dedicated to protecting his family and it was clear that he was talking about himself too yeah that 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 was pretty
1: pretty smooth of him even though i didn't agree with what he was saying like okay (laughs) a a joke about your wife is does not require you to protect her in that way um but yeah man he was smooth with that like hey i'm i'm just being this guy that i played in this movie and what i did is totally fine and rational yeah
0: yeah uh ttf nation we do not condone violence um all we're saying is will smith was um smooth with it as some would say um to handle it um it'll be interesting to see what um like consequences are to come if any do come Which brings up a whole different debate, um, which we won't get into today. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Something did happen today, though. The Moon Knight premiere is on. It's now. It's on Disney+. Plus. Worth the watch. What do you think?
1: I think, you know, pretty much anything Disney superhero, Marvel Cinematic Universe they put up. I'm going to watch. I think I've watched everything except for uh, Hawkeye. I, I watched like the—I don't know why. I watched the first episode, loved it. Just I don't know, got busy, didn't watch the rest of them. But mm-hmm. yeah, I've watched Wandavision. I really liked Wandavision. I watched what's the other one that came out? Loki Another TV show. Loki, yeah, I like Loki. Like Loki a lot. Um, so yeah, I'll give it a watch, and I really like that. I really know nothing about. Uh, this. and i love love oscar isaac he's the man so i'll definitely be tuning in what about you
0: yeah i'm gonna check it out um i don't know anything about the character either so that kind of pulls me in even more um the trailer had it made it feel like it was more pg-13 and kind of dark which i really really like um i understand that marvel is making movies and shows for all audiences and so there is a compromise that to be had with that and obviously there will be with moon knight um but i am really excited and hopefully that like sort of dark almost sinister-esque feel remains throughout because that really intrigues me definitely going to give it a shot
1: yeah yeah i like what you said that it does. It feels like it could be a little different than what we've seen because, yeah, I feel like most of Marvel stuff is—it's a little light. It's—it's it's happy. It's um, bad things are going to happen, but in the end, it's all going to be okay. Yeah, this looks a little grittier, which—which which they should do because they've done so much. Like, do the weird stuff now. Do the different stuff.
0: I wonder if it's in response to the grittier stories and narratives that DC has recently adopted or if it's or if this is an original thought um, I don't know I like Peacemaker Um, I really like the grittiness with that it's obviously incredibly inappropriate for younger audiences Um, but yeah I wonder if that was the intention all along with Moon Knight or we're just spitballing we haven't even seen it so we're just hypothesizing at this point Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah, we'll have to. uh, Maybe we'll we'll have to talk about it next week,
0: too, after we get an
1: episode in.
0: I like it. I like it. We're going to shift gears totally. Um, We're going to get into the film. um, But before we do that, I have an icebreaker of a question, if you will. Um, We watched The Wrestler this week starring Mickey Rourke. um, But as I was watching it, I couldn't help. But think about young Mitchell's wrestler fandom, um, just WWE addiction that I had. And so I'm asking you today, Ray Legend, if you had to choose a favorite wrestler as a child, who would it be? Or if you were your own wrestler what would your alter ego be or what would your sort of wrestler niche be? And I know that's a tough question, but I'm putting you on the spot.
1: I'm ready because I was no joke going to ask you the same question. I love uh, it. Cause yeah. How can you not watch this and think, what would my name be? <laughs> so your first question, I never got into like WWE or any of that. Um, and I I really feel like I missed out because I feel like the fandom is insane. Like if you love that stuff, it's just so cool. But I I just I was as a kid I never watched any of it. Uh, so yeah, I I feel like I missed out. And I'm interested to hear your answer of who your favorite wrestler was because then they'll they'll most likely become mine. Um, <laughs> the the second question, my wrestler nickname. I think I've got a few. Okay
0: you've thought Number about this
1: one. yes i did i did <laughs> i yes uh, and i'm not happy to admit that but i i will the first one listen to how cheesy this is last name ray
0: mm-hmm.
1: first name we're just going with the x x ray
0: <laughs> oh wow <laughs> <laughs>
1: We, I could come out. I can throw. Up, I could throw up the X's. You know, my fans can throw up the X's. Um, <laughs> I don't really want it to have anything to do with like a medical X-ray, but I just think, man, the name X-ray, man, that that deserves to be up in lights.
0: That's kind of hard, honestly. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I, I could see it. <laughs> it's realistic. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's my best one. Uh, obviously,
1: I mean, I have to go with. Uh, Pistol Pete but I can't claim that nickname because obviously basketball legend Pistol Pete Maravich Um, so yeah I don't think I could I could claim that one Um, I I think I'll stop there I have another one but I I really don't know if the world can handle it so okay tell me when we're done recording deal deal
0: for my ears only TTF (laughs) Nation stay tuned maybe for that nickname later we'll see All right, so I've had time to think about this question too, Um, obviously, because I'm giving it to you. Um, I'm going to start with favorite wrestler, and I'm going to go favorite wrestlers. Um, My background with WWE, man, me and my brother, dude, we loved it. Um, My brother is four years older than me, and this was when – I mean, everybody says this, but this was when it was at its peak. Um, WWE. This was like because I, I think there's there was WWE and then there was like WWF um, World Wrestling Entertainment versus the World Wrestling like Federation or something. Don't quote me, TTF Nation. Um, but we watched WWE, and I think it there was a new like episode every Thursday night, I believe. And no joke. um, This was we watched it probably from when I was in first grade, all the way up until like fourth, fifth grade, maybe then I kind of grew out of it. Um, But dude, okay, me and my brother, we would watch it every single week. We knew like the fights that were planned and everything and like obviously like they have some theatrics where like random dudes will come out and then they just start brawling um but we would watch it and <laughs> we would practice those wrestling moves on each other we would watch it in my mom's bedroom. oh yeah because we knew that if we were watching it downstairs or somewhere open where my our mom would see us like she would shut that down real quick uh <laughs> So like we would always practice our moves on our bed. And I'm, I'm man enough to admit that I'm the younger sibling here. I was sort of the, uh, the rag doll in the equation, <laughs> getting pile drived all the time. Um, but yeah, just a huge, huge history with wrestling. Um, I hate to admit this on the pod, but I actually, um, turned into a little bit of a bully in third grade. And at this point, my mom knew that my brother and I were into WWE. And so, once I got in trouble at school um, for picking on a couple kids, um, I had to write an apology letter to those kids. And my mom basically canceled WWE from my life. Um, so, hey, yeah, man, that's tough. I was deep, man. I was tunnel vision with WWE. Were you so third grade, were you pile driving
1: and ram jamming uh, innocent, (laughs) innocent second graders in the grade
0: below you? It was more of the uh, the low grade, cheesy trash talk and shoving that I adopted in my my adventure. But yeah, no. And my skills weren't refined yet. I wasn't ready to bring that to the public. I had only done those on my brother a couple times when he would let me. So I wasn't ready. And I knew that. Um, So I would just focus with what I knew. And that was just talking dirty with my mouth. And my mom found out and shut that down. (laughs) Um, Two of my favorite wrestlers, though, um, Ray Mysterio. You've ever heard of that name? I've heard Mysterio. Yes. I feel like I've
1: heard all the names. um, Just don't know the guys.
0: Okay, yeah. So there's Ray Mysterio. Um, I really liked him because like everybody sort of has their niche. Like the big show was just like this Hulk. Um, Rey Mysterio was more of like this acrobatic wrestler who would do all these like cool maneuvers with the ropes and things like that. I can't remember the special moves, um, but he was one of my was he
1: also a Was he also a magician? Mysterio? Did he do magic tricks in the oh. ring?
0: I don't think so. He should have, I mean, his body was magic alone, dude. He would like do like flip <laughs> over people and like grab them by the neck with his feet. And dude was insane. Um, yeah, he was wild. And then probably the most influential was, and this is kind of anticlimactic, but John Cena, the, you can't see me. Um, John Cena, his alter ego basically was just this rapper slash wrestler. And he honestly actually kind of had some bars about it. Um, Like he could rhyme a little bit. Um, But I, as I'm, this is kind of like a therapeutic introspective dive into me right now. I think I attribute a lot of my, (laughs) my rap fandom and hip hop culture knowledge to John Cena uh, as a WWE wow. wrestler slash rap wa- rapper, um, he had... We just a-
1: drilled down. This is <laughs> this is like a, a therapy session where we're trying. Yeah, yeah, we're trying to figure out the root of what what has caused some of the things in your mind. And man, you just did so great. You did it all yourself. I'm, I'm real proud.
0: <laughs> Unpacking it, yeah. He was sick. Yeah. Though, dude. He had. Uh, a move where he would like shrug his shoulders and then dust the dirt off his shoulders before jumping onto somebody. Obviously the, you can't see me. um, Yeah. Yeah. It's just meme culture now. Like we talked about a couple episodes ago. Um, Yeah. So I could spend more time on that. I'm not going to, I have two nicknames as well and they're terrible. Um, They don't compete to x-ray one, the steez machine. Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh my goodness! Not gonna elaborate on that. Um, <laughs> and then the other one is one that a kid gave me for a nickname last year, um, and that is the maininator. <laughs> oh,
1: um, this the Steve's machine is is unbelievable, and you know what? We, we might just have to be done podcasting, done teaching. We are X-Ray and the Steeze Machine. Dude, I'm going to yeah. be tagging you in, tagging out. We're going to be a lethal combo.
0: Yeah, we could ride out in like a monster truck that says Steeze Machine on one side and X-Ray on the other. And yeah, like half the crowd is throwing up X's, half is chanting Steeze. Like, yeah, we would take it over. <laughs>
1: Oh, that is, that is not something I want to envision in any way.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. We can fantasize about it. It's our comic one day, book one alter day. ego. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're talking about Maybe wrestling. Maybe when we're old. Go ahead, you're good. We're, we're just talking about wrestling and we're talking about just the, the theatrics, the comic book world, the sort of just enigma that it creates um and it attracts young and old like you were just talking about old something before I just rudely cut you off um (laughs) but we're doing that because we're talking about The Wrestler this week and The Wrestler is a film uh produced in 2008 um synopsis aging wrestler Randy the Ram Robinson played by Mickey Rourke is long past his prime, but still ready and raring to go on the pro wrestling circuit. After a particularly brutal beating, however, Randy hangs up his tights, pursues a serious relationship with a long in the tooth stripper, played by Marissa Tomei, um, and tries to reconnect with his estranged daughter, played by Evan Rachel Wood. But he cannot resist the lure of the ring and readies himself for a comeback. Um, Quite a hefty synopsis there, but um, it only merely touches on what this film truly is. Um, Ray Legend, start us off, break it down. (laughs)
1: Okay, so many places I could start with both the story of this movie and the character that it's centered around because that is my favorite part of this movie is um, the character of Randy, the Ram Robinson, and just kind of who he is as a person. Mm. I love that we get to follow him around. I'm I'm pretty sure he's in every single scene of the movie. Like he's in at least 99% of them. There might be one every once in a while where he's not in it, but I think he is in almost every single one. Uh, and I really like that, that it's like this one one character movie and it's all about him. And I really like the idea that it shows that he just really does not fit in, in like society. Mm. He is just not a normal person. He does not function by the the rules that like the majority of the people around him do. We see that when he's like trying to work in the grocery store and things like that. And I really like also that it shows that he has his thing. He has his thing where he's fantastic at it. People love him when he does it. And it's okay that he does not fit in with the world around him because he has his, his calling. He has what he's good at and he's going to do it even if it kills him because that's all that he can do. And I just, I really love that part of the story and like that message, um, because it's not one that I, I think we see all the time. I feel like we usually get like, oh, everything's okay. And if things don't work out, you'll try something new and it'll it'll be fine. No, that is not this movie. He is good at this and really only this. And that's what he's going to do. So I, I love
0: that. I do too. And that whole almost day and night contrast between him and his world of wrestling versus him in the real world is brought to our attention right away and it's done so masterfully it's the opening scene like as the opening credits are coming on um you have that song playing in the back i I don't know if it's called bang your head but bang your head whatever that is (laughs) love it um yeah just total 80s vibe right out the gate um playing that song along with the like the magazine clippings and the newspapers of Ram the Jam Robinson or Randy the Ram Robinson, sorry, um, in the 80s and just how dominant he was. And then right after that opening, it shifts to like 20 years later. And he has the real like low scale fight where he is obviously out of his prime. That's not hard to infer. But then when he leaves and he goes home, just the whole, all those shots while he's driving in his car and he goes back to his trailer, it's just pitch black. And obviously it's nighttime, but it's just morbidly black. Um, and it's just obviously like showcasing he is, he does not belong. He, he's an enigma that does not belong in the real world here. And he's just kind of trying to make his way. He can't even pay rent for his trailer park and has to sleep in his car. The first sequence Um, just really beautifully shot there right in the first opening sequence. And you touched on that really well.
1: And those, I, I love the opening. I don't know if it's 10 or 15 minutes. I think they're fantastic. Like you said, we go from those opening credits showing how awesome this guy is or used to be. And then our next our next shot is him just like sitting slouched over in a chair. And you can tell he's like sitting in a, a classroom. Uh, there's like little kid toys sitting around him. He just looks so, he, and he's, it's like a long shot. He's far away from the camera. He looks small. He does not look like a wrestler. And another thing I noticed, this is definitely something I wouldn't have the first time I watched it. So I was glad we, like I'd seen it before. We don't even see his face for like the first, I don't know, six, seven minutes. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's pitch black or all the shots that we have are from behind him. And you think like this is this famous guy that we should we should be seeing his face. Like he should be like popular. We should know him as the audience. And yeah, I felt like that was is tied to what you said. We we can't see his face. We don't know who he is because he is. not not a low life but he's he's struggling to like make it through what he's trying to do
0: and despite that struggle um one trait i really like about his character is that he has some heart to him um like right when he wakes up from sleeping in his car all the kids in the trailer park are like banging on the back of his car or his big van um and, like, he obviously is aggravated at first, but then he goes out there and he starts playing with the kids. Like, right away, like, you can't not love the Ram, dude. Like, he's just – he's the coolest guy. And you know he's struggling, but it's like, man, I'm rooting for this guy. Whatever he wants to do, I'm about it.
1: The, uh, the uh, Like he said, I love that part. The other one with the kid when he just – He comes out of his trailer door. The kids are like playing in the street. And I don't know what the kid's name is, but he's like, hey, Jerry, want to play Nintendo? Adam, (laughs) Adam. (laughs) Adam. Uh, So, yeah, you're right. He does. He's this like rough and tumble guy. And this movie is definitely brutal. But yeah, he is. He's definitely got some heart to him. One thing that I noticed with that was the glasses that he wears. Like, mm. I thought that that was a a perfect, just a perfect touch that he's got this long hair, he's buff, um, he's shooting steroids, but those glasses that he puts on are just so, it really humanizes him a ton. Like, he you realize, oh, this guy is a person. So, even just
0: that little detail like that, I was like, man, yeah, this has me feeling for this guy. And he only wears them when he absolutely has to he's not just throwing them on any random moment. Like he's putting them on when he has to read the prescription label or he's looking at something far away, obviously like, yeah, he, he wants to very much so remain the Ram for majority of the film. there's a split in the middle where he is, um, trying to come to terms with his age and things like that. But, um, yeah, I love that. I never thought about the glasses part. That's interesting. Uh, he's just such a lovable character. Um, he basically then is jump started with the manager after his low-end fight, basically saying that he wants to host a rematch with him and uh Ayatollah. This rematch in from 1989, and it's 20 years later. Um I can't remember Ayatoa's real name. Um, it's a, it's a Bob, and he's a used car salesman. Yeah, Bob. dude. <laughs> They're like, I don't know what Bob's doing now. And Randy's like, oh, I think he sells cars.
1: <laughs> yeah, down in Arizona. like he, And he's like, he's doing well at it, he says.
0: it's Yeah, again, just people are moving on. People are beginning to try to find their place in the real world. But Randy is not so much about that and you got to respect that to a degree for a little bit here. Um, but yeah, things keep going on and on and on. Um, I want to talk about that scene where, um, obviously we meet Cassidy played by Marissa Tomei. Um, I will get back to her in a second, but that scene, like right in the, really like right at the end of act one, I would say, um, where he's fighting that one guy and they're talking beforehand. Um, They always give plans to each other. Like you're going to be the heel in this one. And I'm going to give you a few jabs, uh, a few whip arounds. And that will be that. Wait, can I, can I interrupt you right there? Because I I I interrupted you last time. So you interrupt (laughs) me. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I, that was maybe my favorite scene. It's only like maybe a minute or two. It was my favorite scene. I loved it so much. So yes, just some things that you hear. You hear them say, uh, bring the heat, bring the heat. <laughs> he's like, repeats it a few times. Uh, another one, these guys are like, yeah, just work the neck, work the neck, work the neck. Um, he's talking about, he says like, I'm going to bang off the ropes. Uh, if we have uh, Randy's signature move, the Ram Jam, an amazing move. Yeah. And then he, he goes... At one point, the other guy, the guy at the Mohawk, he's like, "I'll give you a a low shot, then you can come at, back at me with a bulldog." Like, I just loved hearing the names of these things. I had no idea what they were, but they were so good. So, yeah,
0: it's just like it like uh, it ties back to just that '80s punk rock, like just not even an inkling of the real world. Like, dude, they're they're just comic book characters out there. They're doing whatever they want. <laughs> But there's that it one... It is
1: like the... You're good. You're good.
0: I'm, I just want to talk about that scene where it's like... Um, the one... The fight where they jump onto the barbed wire. And like that one wrestler is shooting him with the staple gun.
1: Yes. Like, Brutal whoa. scene. Um. Yeah. I. The way that they edited this scene was insane too because you have you have the before the fight where the guy is talking about like you cool with the staple gun and you can tell the ram is like uh no not really never done that before uh and then yeah you get a little snippet of the fight so you get the before you get a snippet and then it jumps to them after and i think that's interesting because i was like even watching this the second time I didn't want to rewatch this movie for this scene right here. It's so gross. Mm-hmm. Even watching the second time, I was like, oh, we're in the clear. Like, oh, that's all I had to see. This wasn't as bad as I thought it was. And then it was, it's like him getting the tax pulled out of him. And that shows how the tax got put into him. It's them pulling the glass out of his back. It shows it. So yeah, you think, oh, thank God I only had to see that little part. Mm. But then it's like, they show the whole thing. And it's like, it's so gross. It's nasty.
0: It looks like he got mauled by a metallic bear or something, dude. It's terrible. Oh, <laughs> uh, It's just so bad. And I love that scene where he's getting sort of doctored up in the locker room and the camera just pans around his whole back. And it's just absolutely obliterated, dude. Like, I looked at that and I was like, oh my goodness. Like, And he's, I don't know how old he is. I don't think it ever states it, but dedication to say the least there's a funny part in there too um they kind of ease the tension of that dramatic scene when they um randy throws the trash can on top of the other guy and they're kind of by the crowd oh my god and the dude has the prosthetic leg and he takes his leg off and they're chanting use his leg, Your use, leg. His use, leg. His leg. use his leg yeah <laughs> like all right and he just just wax him with the prosthetic leg (laughs) yeah that was great just so just bizarre like that's just wrestling culture which brings me to a question midpoint question that i have for you that i was thinking about in this scene alone we talked about it a little bit before um young mitchell just being one might say addicted to wrestling um if you're a 35 year old male what's the lure what's the lure to wrestling there like what draws you into that is it the primal instinct that we have or I don't know (laughs) um yeah I think I think people would people would say that
1: about anything. Like, I'm sure I know people look at me and they're like, you really rate every movie that you watch. And, uh, you watch like three of them or four of them a week. Like you're insane. So I I respect the, the yes, what they're, what they're doing. And you know, I think it's, it's probably gotta be the tights and the sweat (laughs) that that draws people. in. (laughs) No, I, I think you're right. It probably is some I mean, people love violence. Let's, let's, that's why we're talking about the Chris Rockwell Smith thing. It, people love to watch violence. But people it's love fake, it. but it's fake. And then I think that that's the other thing is. I, I think people like that. Like, you know, you're going to, it's entertainment. You know, you're going to be entertained. There's storylines, there's all these things. So, you know if I were to turn on a WWE match right now, I know I get two things without ever watching it before. I get some crazy like reveals and stories, which would be awesome. And I would get people beating the crap out of each other. (laughs) And even if it's fake and I know it's fake, I I think I'd still be, I'd still be up for that. It's, it's cool to watch.
0: Yeah. And I'm kind of just playing devil's advocate. I wanted to hear what you thought. Um, There's also like just a, like the superhero comic book narrative. And I know I've mentioned that, but like you have your heroes, you have your villains. Um, Yeah. The way it's like a story in itself, but just using fake violence. And honestly, probably some of that's got to hurt like tables to the back. Just brutal. Yeah. And I
1: think uh, this is kind of one reason why I think I would like it is you have those storylines and you have, characters it's like watching superhero movies you know like oh it'd be sweet to see iron man pop up in this i feel like you probably have those same things in wrestling you have the storylines of um like yeah who's gonna win and who's gonna lose and who's the villain and who's the hero
0: i i do remember watching wwe and like there's just a dude in the ring with a microphone talking like begging his arch nemesis to come out and fight him. And then when they come <laughs> yeah. out, you're like, oh, <laughs> just the drama, dude. It, yeah. It, it captures you for sure. For sure. Um, It gets a little bit more serious though, which I really do like about this film. I don't think I would have liked this movie if it, I wouldn't have liked it as much if it had just stayed in this sort of superficial, randy the ram i'm a wrestler dude thin, thick and through it gets more serious after that fight um because as he's getting up after getting fixed up from that just tragedy um he has a heart attack he throws up and he passes out and doctor tells him he really shouldn't be wrestling at all um moderate exercise at the maximum you see that scene where he tries to jog and he just can't go like 50 steps without feeling the pain. At this point, it gets pretty serious and he begins to reflect on his just stance in life, in the real world. We talk about him being in his own world. This is kind of where he gets put into the world that everybody else is living in. Um, And we have that really good dialogue between him and Cassidy real name Pam which we'll get into in a second yeah I think I think we got to go with
1: Pam if we're really respecting her
0: (laughs) I agree I agree and Marissa Tomei yeah we you're Pam to us um and so with that conversation uh she basically says or like Ram Randy I don't want to call him Robin though that's weird
1: Oh, he doesn't like it either. So yeah,
0: I'm going to call him Randy. Randy and Pam have this conversation and Pam basically says um, you like you need to reconcile with your daughter after he tells her that basically his daughter hates him. Um, she says these types of things bring people together. And so we see a different side of Randy um, emerge in this sort of section of the film talk about that how did you interpret that transition
1: no i i like that as well like you said i liked that yeah we we get pulled out of the wrestling world with randy as well and we get those we hit those low lows with him we're we're put through that as well and like you said you're rooting for him and at this point i like you're really rooting for him he's he's shown who he is he's had a heart attack. Like we're feeling bad for him. So to watch him like he, yeah, he's really trying to fit in, in the real world. He's trying to say, yeah, I'm putting all this stuff behind me. I'm going to go be a dad. Like I haven't before. Like I'm going to try and have relationships like he probably hasn't had before. Cause he's, he's alone. So yeah, that definitely, that added a lot to not only the movie, but his character as well, watching him try and fail. Mm-hmm. Like he's, I feel like maybe other movies he'd go reconcile with the daughter and um, things would be great. And she'd come to watch his wrestling match and everything's happy go lucky, but no, that's not who he is. He, he's not a good dad. He's not really fit to be a dad. He just can't, can't handle it. So to watch him try and do that and then like not figure it out. Yeah. We've, I I felt for him even, even more.
0: Yeah. And uh, the end, it's such a, It like divides your heart, the ending scene, which we'll get to here in a second. Um, One of my favorite scenes in this whole film, outside of the wrestling shots and the Ram Jam angles and all that, is the scene where he's really trying to make a normal, quote unquote, better life for himself. And he picks up more hours at the market where he works and he's like working in the meat deli and it's the first scene that we have with him because the next one is pretty tragic um but the first one where he's just cutting the meat making jokes with all the customers like just having a good time dude dude so much charisma from randy in this scene i i just i couldn't help but smile and just i'm like man i just want the best for this character like i just i love him i don't know
1: Absolutely. He's like throwing the potato salad into the guy's basket. And then (laughs) it ends the the last one that he, he says this old lady comes up and he goes, what'll it be? You spring chicken. (laughs) (laughs) It's just that. Yeah. That scene is so funny to just watch him. It's almost like he's taken his wrestling persona and he's applied it to the deli counter. Um, So yeah, it's awesome to watch his, his personality come out there.
0: Yeah. And we see him continue to pursue Pam in this, in these moments. And she's kind of skeptical a little bit. Um, But one thing I really noticed, this is the second time I've watched the film as well. I didn't pick this up the first time. I think Pam and Randy dare, I call him Robin are really the same person in a sense, because. And maybe that's a obvious, but like we think about Pam's profession. Um, We're not going to get too much into that, um, but we obviously know what she does. And then Randy, like they just lay their bodies on the line so much of a lot of Randy's dialogue. He says, like, I'm tired of being a piece of meat. Um, I very much so feel like Pam is also in that same mindset. And she's trying to create that better life. Um, but she's very skeptical as to if Ram is going to be that better life with her. And so, like, we get inklings of her wanting to move away and start a new life. I know she has a kid. Um, at this moment, I really like when Ram, this is when they're shopping um, or they just had the beer at the bar. Um Ram realizes that she has a kid. He goes into his van. He grabs the action figure of himself from like the 1980s, Prime Ram, and says, "Hey, give this to your kid." So it's like this sort of somewhat acceptance that he's trying to give out to her and say like, "I'm willing to move on if you are" kind of thing. Um but I very much so equate them as the same person or on the same journey, I guess you could say.
1: I like the the joke that he makes there, too. He's like, give this to your kid. It's a $300 collector's item. Yeah. And she's like, really? And he just goes, no, not really. I'm just <laughs> kidding. Like, that, that, I thought that that was funny. It just shows, yeah, how kind of he, he is a kind of a jokester. And then I had the same same thing. And I don't think it is obvious, because I did not think about this the first time I watched it, for sure. But they're definitely the same character. And I, was, I kind of focused on it as they're both... They're both washed up mm-hmm. in their profession. Like Randy is done. He should not be doing this anymore. Same with Pam. she She's older. Uh, you know, She like... And I think maybe that's the difference between the two of them is uh, Randy loves doing what he does and she does not. But mm-hmm. they are both the same in that they, they can't figure out what to do next. Um, so no, I, I, I think that's why they talk to each other and are connected to each other is because she is, she's just as alone as he is too.
0: Yeah. And she, um, yeah, there's the scenes where like she gets turned down at her job, um, simultaneously. Then like the next shot is, I don't know if this is incredibly like simultaneous, but I really like the scene where it's Randy at like that, um, he's at like a rec center or something. And there's a bunch of the older wrestlers there too, selling merch. And like, they're all saying hello to each other. And like, he's looking around and the cameras behind him. So much of this film is us looking behind Randy, which I think is really cool. And the camera pans as his head is turning. And he's just looking at, Oh, this old wrestler dude who I used to wrestle with who now can barely stand properly. Oh, right in front of me is this old guy with the cane who I used to wrestle against. Like he's just realizing that this is just not sustainable for him anymore. Just that camera work there. I just love that. And yeah, I want to talk about the ending, but I I'll let you say something.
1: No, I I was going to bring up the ending next too. So let's get there because I, I have two things about the ending. Let's start with, since we were talking about Pam, she shows up to see him, which I think is great. I, I love that she's she's there. Then we we obviously have the fight. We have him like we're I don't know. I was worried he was gonna die uh because he's not doing well. Then we have him, he's about to do the ram jam, he's about to do his final move, and he looks up where she was standing and she's gone. I don't know what I don't know what to think about that. Why? Why did she leave and, and what does he think about that?
0: Yeah, so to sort of preface, um, she turns him down when he basically says he's ready to start something serious. She says, I can't. He then says, okay, well, I'm just going to go back to my old ways of being a wrestler. He reschedules the fight with Ayatollah. Um, They go to, I think it's called Fan Fest. And there's that final scene Um, and gosh, Pam, she makes me mad because she does show up at the end. Um, and she sees Randy, but then Randy is like, this is, these guys love me. And like, there's he, they're chanting for him in the back. Um, he's like, this is where I belong. I don't belong out there. Um, there's that monologue that he gives in the ring with the mic. Um, he basically says people have counted me out. Um, But I'm going to keep going as long as you guys want me to keep going. Like, just so much heart for, I don't know if you call it the sport. Yeah, wrestling, the sport, and just the image of Ram. But then, yeah, he goes, the fight continues. He looks up, and he's obviously in pain. We hear the sounds of, like, indicating that his heart is going into failure or something. And he's clearly not doing well um Ayatollah is even whispering to him we've given him enough just end it he's like no no I gotta give him a show he gets up there he gets on the ropes he looks up he sees that Pam is gone and just the final shot just ends with him jumping with his ram horns looking like he's gonna pounce on Ayatollah yeah I think you asked the question like I don't know what to think of that and I don't either. Um and I, it drives me crazy, but I love it. I don't know. Does he just pass out upon fall? Does he pin him, and it's success? How do you take it? Yeah. So, I I love the I love the ending.
1: I, it's it's maybe one of my favorite movie endings of all time that I've agree, seen. Agree. Agree. Like I'm I'm yeah I'm definitely happy that it's it's left where it's at. The slow motion of him getting up on, those, on the rings and the lights behind him. It, oh, man, it's, it is so stinking cool. It is so awesome. It's such a sweet scene. And, yeah, for the camera to stay where it does and for him to leave, I, like, I think it's a great ending. Like, we, we have joined this guy for two hours And now we're leaving him and like, this is the spot that we're, we're leaving him in. So it was, it it was like, we got to watch this guy for this amount of time. Now we're gone. Um, I wish, I I don't know. I think Pam leaves because she just doesn't want to watch him go do what he's about to do. But yeah, I did. I did think it was interesting that they showed him looking up there, like wishing, uh, I wish he was here. And then, and maybe that's perfect that she's not there. And then his next thing that he does is what he is best known for, which is wrestling in the Ram Jam.
0: Yes. I, I love how you say like that scene ends him mid, mid jam, if you will. Um, <laughs> yeah. And we move back into our ordinary world. We talk about movies and just escapism and how they provide that for us. Like we, we escape with the Ram for an hour and I think 47 minutes. Um, But yeah, he remains in his world there while we go back into the ordinary world. Uh, It's just, it's a, it's really, it's truly tragic but it's so beautiful as well. And that's so cheesy to say, but it's true.
1: No, I agree. It's, and that's, I think that's why we like this story is it's different. We don't, we don't see this all the time where, yeah, this makes you feel something for sure. You feel bad for this guy, but Oh, another, another shot. It's cause we get the underneath shot looking up at him. Mm. But even before that we're zoomed out, we see the whole crowd. And he's like, he's crouched down and then he slowly stands up. Oh my goodness. Like he, he is a legend. He's the man. This is, this is, it's just so cool. So stinking cool to watch. So yeah, the, the fact that they give us that and then it ends, I I mean, how could you end it any better? There's nothing you could follow that up with. It's so good.
0: Just where he belongs right there. Just in the perils of the wrestling ring where the ram shall remain forever. Um, what a journey, man. Seriously. What, what a journey we talked about a lot. There are a million other things to unpack in this film. Notice how we didn't even address the daughter. People who are watching yeah. this TTF nation who has seen the wrestler, they're going to be like, where the heck is the daughter talk with Stephanie? Um, we could go on another three hours about this film one of my favorite scenes is where they're walking in or like on the boardwalk and like he's trying to reconcile with his daughter Um, we could unpack that but it's I think this is a good spot to just let it hang as the ram it would hang as well um, and just wonder what could have been is there anything else you want to share or are you ready to give me your score um,
1: let me, I, I got two quick things real quick. I've, I love the monologue that he has with his daughter, where he's just like, I'm, I'm a piece of crap. I suck. But then he follows it up with like, I want to do, I want to be well. Like that's, it's some, some great dialogue. And I thought Mickey Rourke did an awesome job. Uh, so yeah, I liked that. I also liked one thing that I noticed is the smash cuts especially with sound where we go from him in the van and he's like rocking out to some music. And then the very next scene is totally quiet. Mm. We go from, I'm trying to think of more examples. There's, there's multiple instances of that where we go from like, things are crazy. Um, there's, and it's always with sound. It's super loud. And then the next scene is like just totally boom, silent, nothing's happening. And it's just, it's just forcing you through the scenes that it changes that quickly I thought that that was really cool too
0: that can kind of reinforce what we were talking about earlier with like the fact that he is caught in between determining which world he wants to live in like the insanely chaotic and crazy world of wrestling or honestly the sometimes mundane ordinary world where it's kind of quiet and uneasy um yeah I noticed that too with the quick shots and the sound so much good sound utilized in this whole entire movie that scene with um him walking into the deli um for the second time and he's walking in and the camera's behind him and it's like he's walking into the ring and like you hear the randy randy in the background like I, I might've gotten chills. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is just so well done.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm so glad you mentioned it. That was the last thing I was going to mention is man, that scene is so great. He's, he's walking out to do his job at the deli counter, but yeah, hearing that in the background is so cool. And then the, it's the perfect cut the minute he flings open those plastic things and heads out the doorway, it, just cuts off and he yes. like goes and washes his hands like this this is his life and you know what this just popped into my mind you ever out in the hallway before you start teaching oh all the time okay tomorrow that's all i'm going to be thinking about <laughs> bell rings you start headed in x-ray
0: x-ray <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man I, I think that's how everybody should get ready to go do their job. Like, imagine the the just oomph you'd have heading to do your accounting. But, <laughs> yeah, that's an awesome scene.
0: I love X-ray. that. I mean, <laughs> we got to start campaigning for X-Ray to uh, find the mat and get, get on the WWE stage. Maybe yeah, start with some backyard wrestling. You know what we we could put on a pretty dang good school
1: assembly just getting some teachers to do some some wrestling in the middle of the gym and you know we might have some deaths we might have some broken bones um uh, probably a heart attack no doubt but hey like we said people like violence they they'd be up for it
0: yeah yeah and TTF Nation we do not do not condone <laughs> violence but are we entertainers sometimes in our profession? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. I wanted to address something really quick and it kind of relates back to the, the sentimental aspect of the film. Do you know anything about Mickey Rourke, the man? So I, I looked up a little bit about him
1: cause I've, I've heard some stuff about him and I just knew, um, the first time that I watched this movie that he was a big part of it. Like the fact that he is the main character, he got nominated for best actor, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I did look some of it up and know that he was a, like he was a wrestler, right? Boxer, boxer. Oh, a boxer, boxer. Okay. So yeah, I, I just kind of know that. And I also feel like he is kind of, he has some of the same things in common with, the character that he plays.
0: Yeah, so I did a little bit of research. I listened to his episode of his feature on the Mike Tyson podcast on the Way Home today. Um nice. Basically what I gathered in my YouTube University exploration was that he's was a boxer and he had a lot of traumatic injuries which led him to sort of his downfall with the sport. And so he also then grew up in a sort of broken home um, with an abusive stepfather. Um, So just a lot of tragedy from a young age and then into his adulthood with the injuries related to boxing and having troubles finding his way and then making it through um, with acting, obviously. But I just thought that I didn't know that the first time going into watching this movie. Um, But just having him, regardless of knowing that background, I thought he was the perfect person to play Randy. Um, But just knowing that it just reinforces it that much more. Yeah, totally.
1: Yeah, it's hard. I don't know about you. I feel like it's hard for me to talk about acting because I mean, I don't really know much about acting but sometimes you just watch something and you're like, man, th- I think that's acting because <laughs> I, I, I do not think that this is Mickey Rourke. He is Randy, the Ram Robinson. Like he is him. Nobody else.
0: Born for it. Yeah. Truly, truly. Um, Yeah. I, I said like, 15 minutes ago that we could have wrapped it up, but we got on a tangent and that's okay. <laughs> um, TTF nation is with us still. Uh, any final thoughts? Uh,
1: I don't think so. I think you you want my score or do you got something to add?
0: Um, just again, we could go on and on and on <laughs> about this, um, but no, give me your score. Give me your score.
1: Okay, I, I know I just said I was ready for the score, but then I, I saw something in my notes. I, I have to <laughs> mention, and then I'll give, I'll give it a score. One of the qu- quotes I wrote down, and it was right before that ending scene, he's talking to Pam, and he says, the only place I get hurt is out there. And he points mm. to, like, not the, bo- not the wrestling ring. He points to outside. So he's like, this is where I'm comfortable. This is where I'm safe out there in the real world that's where i truly get hurt this physical pain means nothing to me that's the last point i'm gonna make and i'm gonna say that this is a 95. i think that this is a fantastic movie that's what i gave it the first time i watched it and that's what i'm sticking with i i love this story love this character
0: 95. that's some high praise x-ray uh some highest <laughs> high praise there Um, You mentioned one more thing, and so I'm going to as well before I mention my score. Um, And it's kind of related to just the thematic conversation we just had. It happens right after he punches his hand in the deli slicer. Um, Basically, then when he leaves the deli and he's got blood all over his face and it's just that grueling scene. He has the name tag with with his real name, Robin. Um, He gets into his van he takes off his name tag and he goes, Robin, it's Randy. And he's looking at himself like he's trying to psych himself back into the Ram persona. I was like, oh, okay, this dude is not, this isn't acting anymore. This is, he was born for this role. Like truly, I believe that. Like he just did so well. Um, Yeah. Love that scene. Love many more. Um, I give this a 96. A 96. Um, The first time I watched it. Yeah, I watched it for the first time on my iPhone 10 in bed (laughs) with the brightness down pretty much all the way. Um, And I even then I was like, man, this is incredible. Um, I had my AirPods in while I was watching. But then after I watched it and I pondered it for a week, I was like, I knew like, I didn't give it its justice and I've always wanted to rewatch it. And so this is why the pod's so great too. It gives us another way to talk about films that we want to talk about and really look at again. And so as I'm looking at it again, I was like, this is darn near perfect. Um, This is a 96 for me. One of my favorites on my spreadsheet, I highlighted it, meaning that it is now in the catalog of my favorite movies. So That's the wrestler 96 from the main aider.
1: Great, great pick, by the way, great movie pick. Um, yeah, I I was glad to rewatch this one except for that one scene, but we can, (laughs) we can move past that. All right. Uh, let's move, uh, post review. What do you want to talk about?
0: Yeah. So, um, You just so masterfully um, allowed us to reflect last week with the He Got Game closure. Um, You asked us, um, we are still on spring break, you said, what would you want to tell yourself a week from now? Um, And if I'm remembering, that was about 3.30 on a Thursday. It's 6.57 on a Wednesday. So we're not fully at a week. Um, but we're almost there. Um, a week later, how are you following the advice that you gave yourself last week? What was that advice and how are you following it?
1: The advice was to like Jake Shuttlesworth, throw the ball over the wall <laughs> and and let, let things go, uh, which I, I feel like, you know, I'm pretty good at that. I stay pretty laid back. I'm, I'm pretty good at letting things go I have like a hundred and thirty essays to grade right now. And you know what? I'm letting those go. I'm not gonna <laughs> look at them tonight. <laughs> so yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I got a lot going on, but I- I'm throwing the ball over the wall. And you know what? I always forget this. We need breaks. Spring break. Like you just I came back Monday morning. Man, I was ready to go. Like I was just like. I felt refreshed. We've got eight weeks left, and just pumped up. Um, so yeah, the, the break definitely helped me out. So yeah, uh, I'm feeling good, man. Uh, what about you? What was your advice? I don't remember the
0: advice you gave yourself. It was pretty much the same, but not as, um, artistically said as you, um, <laughs> I basically just said, keep that balance or something of the sort. Uh, and I, Balance was
1: the theme. I'm remembering that now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The theme was balance. Um, And I think I'm doing pretty well with it. um, Considering I know I have so much to do still, but I'm just going to say adios to you and probably throw on moon Knight and get some dinner and not do that. Um, So just trying to find that balance. I work hard during the day, man, as I know you do too. Yeah. Like we yeah. wake up and grind and and that sounds braggadocious. It's not braggadocious. Um, we wake up and we go to work. And like Larry Bird says, if you get paid to go to work, you got to go to work and we go to work. Um, when we come home, I want to, I want to be home. And so I'm going to try to do that. Um, I still got a lot of things cycling back to that Saturday session that I got to do. Um, got to take care of some things for that million things to grade. My inbox is just flooded with, um, late assignments that kids are expecting me to grade as soon as possible. Um, it, oh, it'll happen, man. I, it'll th- happen. Oh, man. <laughs> but tonight it is not going to happen. So I'm going to enjoy myself and I'll get to it. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm at. Um, really, really enjoy just the conversation today with the wrestler. Um, Last week, we were in the same room. This week, we were on Zoom. We had a few moments where we interrupted each other, but hey, baby, that is okay. Um, it's bound to happen uh, with technology. So it's all good. Um, next week, you are up for choosing the film. Um, I do not know what you have chosen, and I'm excited to hear it. So give us, give us the goods, man. What, what are we watching?
1: All right, I'm going to do something here. And I've been thinking about this on the drive home during this episode. I cannot wait. You ready for this? You're not, just so you know.
0: Okay, okay.
1: You know, we're going to have to do a superhero movie at some point. Correct. Okay. So, I figured superhero movie. What could we do? I don't want to I don't want to pick something like That everyone's seen before. That is in the mainstream. Let's pick something a little different. Let's pick a movie. About a half man. Half vampire. Let's. Pick. It's not what you think I'm going to say. Um, The movie next week is Blade. Blade. Have Have you seen this? Have you heard of it? What do you know about it?
0: This is Wesley Snipes. um, Yes. And I have not seen Blade and I've been wanting to see it. Um, Where can we find this?
1: Uh, It is on the Flix, Netflix, baby. And in fact, I mean, we're just going to talk about the first one. If you really get into it, I think all three of them are on there. So, did, did you think I was going to say Morbius? That's what I was trying to do. there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I did. Or um, the movie that I'm blanking on the name, but it has, um, I think it's Jonathan Lipnicki, Little Vampire. He is not a superhero, but man, he was to me when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: so yeah, Blade. Um, I, I just, it's, yeah, it's one I've been wanting to watch for a while. And I thought it was kind of funny that Morbius is coming out soon and it's (laughs) literally about a half-man, half-vampire. And the other reason I picked it, I'm sure we'll talk about this next week a little bit, they're rebooting it. They're making new Blades with Mahershala Ali as Blade. So I feel like we got to see the OG before we see the new stuff.
0: I heard that too. And I respect that. And yeah, I've heard great things. Obviously, I'm going in with a clean slate. Um, I know nothing about it other than it's Wesley Snipes, and it's called Blade, and it should be pretty sweet. So I'm looking forward to that one. I think you nailed it. Um, yeah, great choice. Great choice. I did not even have Morbius in my head when you said that.
1: Okay, well, maybe the audience... TTF Nation, audience of none. Uh, maybe the joke landed for them.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't Morbius. Maybe that's one we just go see and not review, but we'll see. I think that's one. Yeah, we we go see. We maybe talk about it at the beginning, and then uh,
1: we forget that we ever saw it because I I I I feel like expectations going. in, I'm gonna have a really tough time liking that movie. Not a Jared Leto fan. But we'll see. I try I to get rid of the expectations. It's hard. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's fair. You are a um, a an accepting viewer. We can say, um, <laughs> yeah, for all films. You don't discriminate. You don't discriminate unless they're bad, and then they're bad. Correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, oh, X-ray. Um, final thoughts, or are you ready to peace out?
1: Steeze machine. <laughs> I'm ready to rock and roll. Let's get out of here.
0: All righty. TTF Nation, Blade next week. Thanks for tuning in. Until then, peace out. Peace out.